भारत आर्यवर्त नाभिवर्ष सप्तसिंधू एंड इंडिया दिस एंशंट नेशन विथ रिच कल्चरल हेरिटेज वॉज इन्वेडेड रैवेज्ड पिलेज्ड इट्स टेम्पल्स वर डिस्ट्रॉइड इट्स एंशंट यूनिवर्सिटीज वर डिमोलिश्ड इट्स डीटीज वर डेसिक्रेटेड इट्स नॉलेज वॉज टेम्पर्ड विथ इट्स पीपल वर एनस्लेव्ड एंड इट्स सोशल स्ट्रक्चर वॉज मैनिपुलेटेड डिड यू नो दैट संस्कृत वॉज वंस अ फॉरन लैंग्वेज टू इंडिया Did you know that Vedas were not composed by the people of Indian origin but they were brought into Southeast Asia by the immigrants from Pontic steppes Central Asia If you have heard these so-called historical facts then you as much as I am along with majority of the Indian population today is a victim of the 18th century British orientalism and evangelism British orientalism took off only after the arrival of William Jones in Calcutta as a judge in the Supreme Court of Judicature Jones immersed himself in discovering India's textual heritage with an incredible fervor but he remained prejudiced in favor of his parent creed Christianity According to him Christianity was the only true religion he was looking out for textual references that verified the biblical narrative so that they could be used to bulwark Christianity This was the first attempt to hijack Sanskrit. By the early decades of the 19th century, Indo-centric orientalist researches were no longer just a subtle bias towards verifying the Christian truth with the aid of Indic scriptures, but now they had a full-blown evangelical intention. The British orientalist establishment felt that India can be properly Christianized only when there is a greater knowledge about her and her classical heritage. After all to eradicate Hinduism from the minds of Hindus one had to understand it fully Now the British orientalist movement had a proper institutional support from University of Oxford as well as the British government However the real game of proselytizing the Hindus towards Christianity began after the arrival of Robert Caldwell in 1838 He was particularly a zealous missionary who was a representative of London Missionary Society. Though he did not learn Sanskrit, he acquired mastery over another classical Indian language that was the Tamil language. He came to think that only if Shanar religion and by implication the Tamil religion could be understood to have existed as a separate and autonomous system in the past, then the Brahmanic belief might be undone. Caldwell thought that once he succeeds in undoing the power of Brahmanic belief the Tamil people could be detached from the body of Hinduism to subserve his proselytizing efforts he published his philological speculation in 1856 titled A Comparative Grammar of the Dravidian or South Indian Family of Languages in this speculation he contended Brahmins had brought Sanskrit with them when they moved from the north to the south along with the strain of hinduism that emphasized idol worship and the original tamil religion had neither sanskrit nor idols caldwell did more he ascribed the brahmins a distinct racial identity and imagined that india had a history of race wars caldwell averred that brahmins were the aryan racial stock they had moved southwards as colonists and instructors once the dravidians were militarily defeated by the aryans this led to the rise of the aryan dravidian divide 
This theory was later supported by none other than Friedrich Max Müller. To be fair to Müller, he had no racial theories in his mind when he began his researches. But now a new field of knowledge had emerged in Europe called race science. Max Müller now had to explain as to how the dark-skinned Indians had built a civilization so magnificent and great. The hypothesis that he came up with was that at a point in the ancient past, India had been invaded by a fair-skinned, blue-eyed Aryan race. He very nearly teased the Rigveda to find evidence that it refers to non-Aryan enemies. The only expression that might be interpreted in this way as referring to non-Aryan enemies is that of Sushipra as applied to Aryan gods. It means with beautiful nose as opposed to Vrushashipra in Veda which seems to mean goat or bull-nosed. With the onset of race science and Aryan invasion theory and by deliberate misinterpretation of the Vedic references to noses, the colonial administrator H. H. Risley used the ratio of nose length to nose breadth to divide the Indians into Aryans and Dravidians based on birth. Indians were racially divided into castes similar to the zoological classification of animals. The occupation-based Varana system was now replaced with the birth-based caste system. The British government then passed an unjust law called as the Criminal Tribes Act of 1871 which ordered that some castes were criminal by birth. The people from these castes or tribes were arrested and sometimes quarantined without conviction. Another unjust law named the Land Alienation Act of 1900 and the Punjab Preemption Act of 1913 listed the castes that could legally own the land. This prerogative was only reserved for the higher caste and not the lower caste. In this manner, the colonial rule also created a racial divide as well as a social divide in the Indian society. Another major assault to the Indian culture came with Lord Macaulay. When he decimated India's Gurukul system and replaced it with the Western education system, which forced the English curriculum and Christian values onto the Indian people. A simple illustration of the Christian bias of the Macaulay's education system is that we are taught about the Gregorian or the English calendar, which is fundamentally a calendar based on Christian traditions. But we are never taught in depth about the indigenous calendar of ancient India, the Hindu Panchang which is completely astronomical and highly precise. We are familiar with Newton's law of motion and his invention of calculus, which is truly appreciative, but we are completely oblivious to the historical fact that Madhav from Sangam Gram had invented pre-calculus and infinite series about 250 years before Isaac Newton. And this has been openly declared by University of Manchester in 2007 on their official website. This shows us that the design of Max Muller and Macaulay was so insidious that they declared in the book The Shaping of Hindustan, page 411, and I quote, It is my firm belief that if our plans of education are followed up, there will be not a single idolater among the respectable class in Bengal 30 years hence. In the letter written by Max Miller to his wife, he says, Vedas are the root of their religion, and to show them what that root is, I feel sure it is the only way of uprooting all that has sprung from it in the last 3000 years. In another letter written by Max Müller to the Duke of Argel, he says, and I quote, The ancient religion of India is doomed, and if Christianity does not take its place, then whose fault will it be? 
These letters show that Max Müller had a strong evangelical bias when he started translating the Vedic texts. Even after 74 years of independence, our minds are still colonized by the Macaulay's educational system. Fortunately, starting from 2030, India will adopt a new educational system which will revolutionize the educational and academic sector of India forever. So you might be wondering why video English in English? But the sole reason for making this video in English is that we want this truth to reach to a wider audience, not just from the Indian subcontinent, but also to the people who are not a part of the Indian Republic. Only then, we would be able to spread the greatness of ancient India to as many people as we can. We here at Satyalok are a group of young Indology enthusiasts, just like you, who have taken an initiative to represent the facts about the ancient Indian culture by careful analysis of research papers from the peer-reviewed journals and by the perusal of the ancient Indian texts. Today, India is ranked fifth in the countries with the highest GDPs in the world. We have launched Mangalyan, a Mars orbiter mission, and we have successfully placed it in the orbit in our first attempt, and India is the only country to do that. India has one of the largest productive population not just in Asia, but in the entire world. If the Indian youth takes one step forward to investigate about the facts of the ancient Indian culture by adhering to truth, then we can make India the golden world once again. So join us on this grand journey through ancient India as we discover a multitude of topics ranging from ancient Indian astronomy, mathematics, architecture, up to Sanskrit, Prasodi and Vedic literature. If you believe our causes to be genuine, then follow our Instagram page, Satyalok, and please share this video with your followers. Stay tuned, stay educated, and last but not the least, know your culture by self-investigation of the truth. Subhaste Panthana Santu, Jai Hind, Jai Bharat.